Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. This is might be the first one for... So we have Geek Corner, who is mainly me and Logan Lee, of course. Um, but I mean, he and I have talked about making this an own, a different segment where maybe I hop on and talk about different movies or Marvel or anything like that. Uh, so this might be a segment, uh, Geek Corner, presented by the Coach Steve Show podcast. So this is another episode... Uh, the audio will be found wherever you listen to your podcast. You can check out on the Coach Steve Show podcast. But YouTube-wise, might be the first Geek Corner segment, not sure. But regardless, welcome back to another episode here. Uh, Geek Corner will be presented by the Coach Steve Show podcast, which is the main podcast. Please like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, rate it. Uh, thumbs up, star rate, everything like that. Be a friend, tell a friend. If you don't want to, then it's fine. Just pretend it never happened. Um, the podcast is brought to you by the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network or the Belly Up Sports Media Network, as they're going to be trying to be called now. So go to bellyupsports.com and check out all of the stuff there. Uh, great stuff. Uh, podcast, blogs, everything. There's podcast and media and everything for anybody, not just sports. There's plenty of other things there. Um, go check all of that out. So today... I want to continue talking about Spider-Man No Way Home and Marvel. Yes, it's going to happen. I have a lot of thoughts. Um, like I said, me and Logan will hop on whenever we can to discuss. Please go check out the uh, part one of Spider-Man review. And then the part two of me and Logan's conversation will be out uh, later on next week. 
where we talk Spider-Man, Hawkeye, a little bit of the future of Marvel, which I'm going to talk a little about here. But it's, you know, these are just my thoughts. Um, again, like and subscribe to all that stuff. Okay. Lots of things happened in No Way Home. Uh, you know, me and Logan talked about it. I've talked about it. But we didn't, we discussed it. We'll discuss a little bit about like what the future holds and everything. But um, I want to discuss more of things that happen, what I think, and it's going to set up another episode I want to do with Doctor Strange. Um, actually, me and Logan's episode might be out before this. Who knows? Who knows? I'm all over the place. I apologize. But let's talk. Let's dive in. So a lot of things happen in No Way Home. And of course, like Marvel is very smart. Marvel has set up movies for the future for a while. If you go back and watch things from phase one and two and even you know, obviously three, but phase one and phase two, they're still on some things going back far back into that because they've set things up later on. Um, now, there was some things of this movie that, you know, was not the best or it did not. This movie was great, but it was not a perfect movie by any means. They did set some things up. There's some things in this movie we just have to accept because it is a movie. Uh, some things that maybe happened in a past movie that they just couldn't change. Or like, how do you justify it? Or just hoping that in this movie that it just hopes that we just kind of accept it, which we, we kind of have to. So one thing, I mean, Logan talked about it is why did they rush through all the legal stuff at the very beginning of the movie with Peter Parker? where we get Matt Murdock, uh, Daredevil, show up into the movie. And why did they rush through that stuff? Because it just showed, you know, Peter goes to the police station, MJ and Aunt May and Ned are at the police station, they're talking to them, and then, you know, they show legal trouble of like, well, this was your equipment from Tony Stark left to you, so you're in charge of it. There's stuff missing from his, uh, I guess, laboratory or his work office, which, you know, later on we find out that, um, Happy took it because he, their best, I mean, they were best friends, you know, I didn't show it enough. I wish they would have, but they were friends. He didn't want Tony's legacy to go away. So he kept the machine. Um, then it just shows them at the apartment, it shows this guy talking on the phone. It says, thanks by sits down and it's Matt Murdoch and says, okay, Peter, all your legal troubles are gone, but the public persona is something that I can't change. And then looks to, to happy and say, well, you, you're still going to have legal problems. Now, there was a report or said that they did film court scenes, but this was a two-hour and 23-minute movie, two-and-a-half-hour movie, so they said something had to be cut out, and I think they just wanted to poke to where they decided that the public persona thing, the public perception of him is more important than the legal stuff, because the legal stuff, you know, maybe it wasn't as exciting, but they did just kind of, you know, brush it through and go hush-hush like it was done. Um, and then what, what exactly did the setup for daredevil, um, spoilers for Hawkeye, because we get a connection where in Hawkeye, we get Kingpin from the original daredevil series wasn't Hawkeye. So there's like your daredevil connection with Hawkeye, but what is this setup for daredevil? I mean, he was fine being a cameo. It could have just, was it possibly that this was just showing us like, hey, they're in the MCU. Me and Logan talked about it because in Daredevil, they have hinted at the Avengers, but the Avengers have never hinted at Daredevil. There was no talk about, you know, this guy in Hell's Kitchen in New York fighting bad guys. And, you know, he's trying to be a lawyer. Like there was none of that. Now, in another Marvel movie, unless we missed it, they talk about a lawyer. There has been no talk about Daredevil. So is this just a way of saying, hey, he's in the same 
world or the universe. He's in the MCU, so now be prepared to see him again, whether it's another TV show. Does he show up in the multiverse of madness? So what is exactly this up for Daredevil? We don't know besides just showing that he was there. So again, just a couple of things we have to accept. An overall thing here, and people have talked about this a lot, and I asked Logan about it, you can go listen to it, and I'm going to paraphrase. He's One of the things I keep hearing on different podcasts or shows or you look at articles was Strange actually acting strange. Because when the first trailer came out, we, you know, it was don't cast that spell. And he goes, fine, I won. Then winks at Peter and then sets the spell. And it gives this look of he casts a spell. It goes wrong, which opens up the multiverse. Well, in reality, he talked about how the spell was really not a big deal. They've used it before. It's, you know, and that's why Wong just kind of, Wong just kind of let it happen. You know, he, they've done it for less. He lets the spell happen with Peter keep talking and he's, and he's changing the spell mid spell. It causes it to break, but he contains it. So we realize that it is Doctor Strange's fault, but at the same time, it is kind of Peter's fault. But we hit that whole part of the trailer is not even in the movie. So when the trailer came out, people were like, that is Mephisto, that is Mephisto. Um, and people are still holding on to it's not Doctor Strange. And they said, why is he acting so funny? Uh, you know, it just allows the spell to be kind of slipped up. Uh, the way he's acting to Peter, um, treating him this way, and then how he's such okay with death because Peter wants to save, you know, all the villains that show up and <clears throat> send them back to the universe that way because they're going to get sent back to die. And like we learned in What If, you can't change a point in time. It's And then you hear Strange say, it's their fate. If them dying means something greater for the universe, it's just something we have to be. Now, this kind of means something because of Tony Stark too. Straight, you could tell Strange when he's like, "I'm sorry, kid." A part of it is he knows that Peter wants to do the right thing. He doesn't want people to die. Could that be a little bit of a PTSD thing from Tony Stark? He saw there was only one chance that they could beat Thanos, and it was Tony Stark going to have to sacrifice himself, and he has to live with that. And I think he knows that in that particular timeline, in that particular way that it was going to work out. If that would have changed. You know, like that's his fate for these things to happen, and that's what Strange is hinting at, especially from the what if. Hey, it's their fate. We can't change a point in time. If we do, it's going to alter it, and he understands that. But again, Logan made a good point. We have to remember that Peter is still like a 17, 18 year old kid, where Strange is probably in his 40s. And Tony Stark, all of them are in their 40s and everything else. So was he acting strange? Like, why is he such okay with death? I don't think he's okay with death, but I think he has to understand. Now, he's not the Sorcerer Supreme anymore either. Does that bother him? Probably. Um, we also don't know what he's been going through. We'll probably find out in his movie, but what's he been going through? What's going through his mind? Um, is he just kind of tired? Like, this is happening on his watch a little bit. Is he That's what's frustrating him. He's just okay with death because he knows that... One, it's not their universe, so why is he going to worry about it? Two, he knows that you can't change a point in time. So I don't know if he was necessarily acting strange, no pun intended. I just think he was just acting in a way that Sorcerer Supremes have to act in this situation and understand that they are they that he knows things more than everybody else because they have to. You, and if you watch Doctor Strange one, it talk you know he talks about um. They talk about 
even Infinity War, he says protecting your reality, protecting all these worlds, protecting our world from different things. So he knows some things, and you hear in Thor Ragnarok how he has to keep track of certain beings so he understands what's going on out there in the world. So I don't think he's necessarily acting strange, but we'll find out um, because we'll, we'll we'll talk about in, in another episode. But So it's, we're going to um, continue on to talk about the spell. We'll, we'll jump back to this topic here in a second. One thing that confused me is if only people... So when the spell opened up the multiverse and Strange contained it, and he said people that were coming to their universe knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man because the spell was supposed to have people forget that Peter Parker was Spider-Man. But since it was botched, for some reason, that's what it did. And it brought in the villains, and me and Logan discussed it. Like They kind of described where they came from in their point in time, and Logan said he thinks they all came from the point where they were going to die. Which makes sense, but then where we all where it kind of gets confusing is now they brought Tommy McGuire and Andrew Garfield, which was great. You know the theater erupted. Don't ever want to change that, but it was if only people that knew Peter Parker was Spider Man, why did they show up? Maybe because they are themselves and they know Peter Parker Spider Man because that's who they are. Um, I have no idea, but that part didn't make sense to me. But glad we got him anyway. But just another one of those things where we kind of have to accept it. Or again, if the villains are at a point in time where they're about to be killed, are they coming from a spot where they might be killed? Who knows? Again, Multiverse of Madness could bring this stuff back up, and we'll discuss that later on. Um, back to the villains and Doctor Strange and how the multiverse works, and we know how timelines work. So all three Peters um, succeeded. They helped every single villain to kind of bring them back to their normal selves and try to be you know, good guys again, um, as good as they can be. Um, so they changed the villains, and then Strange did a spell f- due to our Peter Parker's wishes, saying, let's just forget who Peter Parker is. So then when Strange does that, it sends them back to their universe, kind of patches up the multiverse. I mean, obviously we know in the multiverse of madness, it's not. Um, but it, it sends them back. So here's the question. When they get sent back to their universe, do they go back as they were? Does that spell render on them or they're not going to remember this? Um, and if so, does that change what they just did to, to fix them? Or if they do stay fixed and they kind of remember what happened, what does that mean? Because now they've changed. Because what's going to happen is they're going to go back and Osborne's going to look at Peter and say, what have I done? And, you know, try to reconnect with his son. Uh, Octavius is going to be the same way and accept like, you know, yeah, his wife is gone, but he and Peter can work in science together. And everybody else, we can go down the list. So that changed a point in time. Does that cause a, a wrinkle into Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness? Is that why it's rumored that Tobey Maguire will be back in Multiverse of Madness? And we'll talk about the Multiverse of Madness later on. But, I mean, could this all be connected and change and, and ruin the fabric of uh, Multiverse? Did Strange not think of that? Or did the spell just change it and means nothing? But I think that's something that it's going to set up in Doctor Strange Multiverse Madness that you just now changed a point in time because they're going to it's going to change. You're sending them back to a universe where things are going to be different. Because we learned in What If, when you change that point in time, it's going to destroy the universe because the Strange Supreme or Evil Supreme or Strange Supreme, Evil Strange, we saw that he had to live with that universe. I mean, now he guards... Um, uh, you know, Ultron and them try to get the stones. He kind of watches them. Uh, but I mean, he kind of became a good guy at the end, but, um, 
Another thing it could set up was the, you know, the multiverse was open for a little bit there. Strange was trying to patch it up and keep him out as much as he could. Um, did anybody sneak through? Now, when he cast the spell, did they get sent back? But did anybody sneak through? And could this be considered multiverse of madness? Did a variant come through? Because we learned in Loki there are variants. Did a variant Doctor Strange show up? Did a variant of Spider-Man show up? Did a variant of somebody else show up? Is this how they can bring back a different character? You know, it's been rumored. I'm not saying Steve Rogers is coming back, but could a variant have come through? Could a variant of somebody else? Uh, something to note, you know, because we've learned how these variants can move. So did the multiverse open something up? Or somebody else hops in. And not necessarily to be a multiverse of madness necessarily, probably. But this could link to um, upcoming stuff. Could this be in Hulk? Could this be in Moon Knight? Could this could this also be connected to Ant-Man 3? Because we know Kane from... A variant of Kane from Loki will be in um, Ant-Man uh, 3. And like I said, we got to figure out what the timeline is. of all these are going to line up. Because Multiverse Madness is going to deal with the whole world. So we'll find out. Are we going to see all the Avengers back in that movie? I'm jumping ahead of myself. I'm excited for that movie. Um, did this. Now, did they. People have been called. People did not give Andrew Garfield a, a lot of credit for his Spider-Man movies. Some people don't think he was a good Spider-Man. And after his acting in this one, they go, oh, he needs another chance. I didn't think he was that bad. I just think the storytelling. I think because it was just Sony. Because. You see what happens when the MCU, Marvel, and Kevin Feige get a hold of some of the Sony stuff. Um, Andrew Garfield was great. Tommy McGuire was great beforehand. And then Sony trying to do the Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man. The storyline didn't work out. But then when Feige gets a hold of them, uh, does really well. So people want another Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Well, did they set this up? Uh, at the end credit scene, you have Venom. This... Sony universe of Venom got pulled in there because it's a mind hive where the, this Venom part probably knows in its uh, brain and its psyche somewhere that this MCU Peter Parker is Spider-Man and that's why they were brought there. But then when Doctor Strange cast the spell, they were sent back, but a little piece of Venom was set back. So two things here are going to be set up. Going back in that universe is Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man in that universe. Um, could Sony and Marvel work something out with this multiverse of madness and say, hey, we want to do a movie with Andrew Garfield and and have him fight Venom and this multiverse of madness can help with that? Or it's just in the same universe, you know, maybe Andrew Garfield isn't quite doing as much things as Spider-Man because when he lost Quinn, but now when he goes back to his universe, he's going to go back to doing Spider-Man things. And then Venom shows up. Uh, could it just be a totally different Venom? I have no idea. Uh, but now did this set up an Andrew Garfield to bring him back? I think it was reported he said he would come back if it felt right. But we know how he, he is. I mean, he did what he had to do, saying that it was fo the photo of him and No Way Home was photoshopped. So he's going to say what he can to keep secrets. But I would be all for an Andrew Garfield movie again to fight Venom. And maybe just, if, if it's not in the multiverse of madness, kind of visit that um, and see, like, if he remembers what happened. Like, you know, if he, they do bring it up, maybe there is connections. Um, I have no idea. And then me and Logan talked about, you know, could this be a Tom Holland's, uh, Tom Holland's uh, send-off and it could. The way the movie ended, I think, was just set up to where, just in case Sony and Disney 
have contract uh, fallouts again. We're okay. We're not stuck in this um, not finished story in the MCU, but we can't do it because Sony owns the rights. So it's just kind of where if Sony still wants to work, they can work. Um, if they decide to just keep Tom Holland and do their own thing with Spider-Man's um, and create a Spideyverse or something, MCU could say, okay, because Marvel doesn't need Spider-Man, as Logan has said. Um, could this, uh, you know, like I said, could the change of all those characters set up events for Doctor Strange? I think so. But I think one thing that we're not really thinking of, or maybe most people are or not, I have no idea. Did the events of Loki make the multiverse worse in Spider-Man No Way Home? And was there anything going on in Spider-Man No Way Home that we didn't see? We'll find out later that involved when Loki, when they killed He Who Remains and it disrupted the timeline and, you know, talked about the multiverse war. Um, does it have anything to do with that? Did it set anything up for Doctor Strange? I think so. Could this all happen at the same time? Who knows? But these are things that the movie has set up. Um, another thing I could have set up was... Ned, I mean, he, you know, Tom, <laughs> Tom McGuire's like, yeah, he died in my, my best friend tried to kill me and he died in my arms. And then Ned, you know, looks at our Peter Parker and says, I promise you I won't become an evil, you know, character or whatever and try to kill you. Well, that's foreshadowing. Is he going to be a uh, hobgoblin? I think was the character. Is that going to set him up? But then a piece of venom, venom left something in the MCU. So Sony's still going to have to work with the MCU because you left that there. So that's why I think Tom Holland's not going anywhere, but they had it set up perfectly just in case. Could could Ned become Venom? And this is how you bring Tom Holland kind of back into the fold as a traditional Spider-Man because nobody knows who Peter Parker is. They just know there's a Spider-Man. Um, and so could Ned fulfill his thing and set this up because Ned and Peter don't know each other anymore. And, you know, Peter at the end of the movie walked away from them and just let it be and you know he doesn't know they don't know who they are now i i think you have to revisit whether you're sony or the mcu and get tom holland to get mj and them back i don't think you can end it that way but for right now this way maybe that's how they get back ned becomes evil uh, maybe something jogs mj's memory and remembers like oh my god peter's spider-man and everything else but i think they kind of foreshadowed either Ned being Venom, or they can bring a completely different character in that we don't even know of, or could Venom, you know, be attached to somebody we do know? I don't think it'd be like Doctor Strange or anything, but um, I don't even know who you could bring in that we already have that it could connect to, um, but they've set up a lot of things, a lot more questions than answers, but it's exciting that this movie could possibly have set up, you know, you know, upwards of to six, if not more, shows or a movie or tie into something it's which is amazing sometimes they, this, the marvel movies might set up two things or three things this is set up like six or ten different scenarios different shows and movies but um these are just thoughts to get off my chest um thank you guys for listening again uh, i apologize for the title of this this is the coach steve show podcast but this is probably this is a geek corner segment presented by the coach steve show podcast so it's gonna be found on the coach steve show podcast but there's the youtube channel so go subscribe like and subscribe to it. Uh, find the podcast where we listen to your podcast. Be a friend, tell a friend, rate it, review it, all that good stuff. Go check out weekly episodes um, and check out all the other videos. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. This has been Coach Steve. This has been another episode, and we are signing off.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design.